Two drinks in a mile. Cheese. Welcome to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. How are you? I'm good, Lee. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm wearing a Back to the Future t-shirt for no reason. You are wearing I am a... wearing a Forrest Gump t-shirt because it's got Tom Hanks in it. Uh, and Tom Hanks is the star and Oscar winner of the movie Philadelphia. Yes. You said trivia at the end that it inspired the movie In and Out. It did. I did not know that. There you go. Tell me more. Tell me more. Because in his Oscar speech, yes. when he won for Philadelphia, okay. uh, he Spoiler was like, alert. Um, thanks to these gays in my life, one of which was like his teacher. Yeah. And so then that inspired someone to write a the movie in and out because then in the movie, like the past student, he wins an award and Kevin then like outs Kevin Klein. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I flipped it. I thought Kevin Klein won the award, but no. no. He's yeah. with Joan Cusack. Oh. And someone is like, it's a shame. He's gay. Oh, yeah. he's not with Joan Cusack in real life. In no. the movie, he's with Joan Cusack. Yes, he is. I do want to watch in and out, but Joan Cusack. Oh. Going to have to do it. Okay, we we we're not we're not doing School of Rock because of Joan Cusack. <laughs> I do want to watch School of Rock again though, but anyway. I won't for the podcast. But we're doing Philadelphia, which we is are. far less funny than In and Out or School of Rock. Well, I don't know. I can't. I haven't seen In and Out for a while, but it's probably funnier than this. Most movies are. Yeah, I was a bit torn, and I messaged you about this one. Because the Archie Q De Niro scale has a few funny things on the scale. Yeah. So I thought we should do it on the pride scale from Rainbow Popcorn because that's a little mm. bit seriouser. Yeah. But. Consistency. Yeah. So I've writ- I've kind of written notes in both. Okay. But I'll fit into the Archie Q De Niro scale. The first of which is A for alcoholic. And the first part of that is to come up with a cocktail. Yeah, so this is another two drinks in a original that oh, I'm okay. not confident in. All right. Talk One, us through it. Because it looks like piss. Yeah. Uh, gin. Okay. Liquor 43. Just because we had it and wanted to get rid of it. Sugar syrup. That's okay, sweet. And then you top it off with some champers. Oh, because Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks has invented the cocaine. The cocaine cocktail, which is Diet Coke and um, champagne. I thought could put Diet Coke in there as well. But then I'm like, no, that sounds even worse. But also, we're recording this late in the evening. It's actually already past my bedtime. Yep. So me having Coca-Cola, even diet at this time, would be not good for my sleep. Yeah. So this is called an Andrew Beckett. That's what I've made up. Sure. Okay. The quantities will be on our socials at Two Drink Cinema. Although come up on the screen now if you're watching on YouTube. Let's have a taste. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Good. I don't mind it. Oh, oh! There's a little bit of after of the Lickor Forty Three. Yeah, nutty. The Lickor Forty Three comes in late. Yeah. Let me take another sip. Yeah. I also think it would be better with better champagne. Yeah, it's not like that time we made The Godfather and we went and bought one at the Astor Theatre and they were using it and then we used Johnny Walker Red and wondered why it tastes like shit. Um, I'm going to give that a three. Yeah, I was going to say that. Because it's not bad. 
Because I, I found a cocktail called a brotherly love. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then I've kind of merged that with the champagne of a Tom Hanks cocktail. cocaine. To make it a bit of this. There you go. Yeah, I reckon that's okay. It's all right. It's a big serve too. It's good. Cheers. You need the drink to get through this movie. Oh, oh. gosh. How alcoholic is the movie? Oh, you know, uh, Denzel goes to a bar at one point, they have a few drinks while yes. people make homophobic comments. Um, he does shots because it's a stressful trial for oh, him. Yep. Uh, and there's drinks at the, the dress-up dress- party. Yeah. Is it a Halloween party or is it just a dress-up party? No, I think it's just like a, he's going to die, let's have a party. Yeah, and are Antonio Banderas and Tom Hanks, have they come as... Uh, both Maverick have come and from Maverick Rich- and Goose. No, they've both come <laughs> as Richard Gere from an oh, officer and okay. a gentleman. Right, they've both come as the gentleman. Uh-huh. Or is he it. the officer? Yeah, one was meant to come as the woman that he carries off at the end, but they got confused. Mum will know which yeah. whether Richard Gere is, and I assume they I think came. He's both an officer and a gentleman. I think that I thought they came as Maverick and Goose to kind of highlight the homoeroticism of Top Gun. Mm. Well, then the other thing of this movie, because when this movie came out and they were showing it in the White House, it was not long after Bill Clinton um, introduced Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Oh. And that scene came up where they're wearing military uniform. Yeah, yeah. And Bill Clinton was left while oh, they were dear. watching it. Uh, so it became a bit of a political statement. There you go. They left it in for that. Also, you don't need to, for the people that write about it in Wikipedia, you don't need to um, just write D-A-D-T instead of don't ask, don't tell. That's just a bit of feedback. Just oh, write yeah. don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, because not everyone knows what it is. Yeah. Because you're not reading an article about the military. No. You're reading an article about the movie Philadelphia. Yep. Anywho. Um, how alcoholic is the movie? I think it's only probably one and a half yeah, for me. one and a half because nobody gets like drunk, drunk. I think Tom Hanks gets drunk at the party. And then yeah, he does his he opera, does that business. opera bit. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that scene. It's a little bit self indulgent on the part of the director. Jonathan Demi. Yeah, yeah it went on a bit, that one. It did. It insisted upon itself, that scene. It like It was almost like his performance is good. How do we should get we him just, an Oscar? Should we just give Let's him a moment? This. Let's do this. That'll tip it over the edge. Yeah. Sorry, Liam Neeson. You're not winning this year. Oh, yeah. Taken. Wasn't a great movie. Mm. It wasn't taken. Shitless list. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't taken. Oh. All right. It was uh, Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, Tom Hanks is very young in this movie too. By the way, he as is. he is because yeah, it's thirty years 30 ago. Thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, representation is the R of Archie. Denzel is black. Denzel is black. Antonio uh, Banderas is Hispanic. So representation is the R of the Archie Q De Niro scale. Denzel yes. is black. Denzel is black. Antonio Banderas is. Sp- Hispanic, yes, and and it's they're in Tom roles. Hanks is a gay character. Yeah, there's a few gays in this, um, uh, and they're in roles like that. Don't how do I? I don't know how to say this. They don't make a point of their nationality. It doesn't have to be a black guy. No, so it's good that it's. It was originally written as like an Italian guy. Oh, okay, for yeah. a comedic actor like Bill Murray or Robin Williams. 
who neither of them are Italian. Yeah. Can you imagine Armand in this movie? Robin Williams playing a gay... Yeah, right? No. No, the lawyer. Oh, Tom he Hanks. Was, yeah, yeah, no. He Denzel was, Washington. Denzel Washington. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Antonio Banderas' character was meant to be Bill Murray or Robin Williams. No, it was all, it was going to be John Leguizamo. Mm. But John Leguizamo turned it down. To do Super Mario Brothers? Yep. No, he didn't. He did. He turned oh it down God. to do that. They're going to make a Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors movie out of that because that is a fucking terrible decision. Yeah, now... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to play... <laughs> I, I don't want to play Tom Hanks' boyfriend. I think I'm going to... Do I think a I'll play Luigi. movie that's made out of a Nintendo game. Yeah, I think I'll... Is he Luigi? He's Luigi. He's not even Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Bob, Bob Hoskins? Hoskins Mario? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, John. Lego. No yeah. good. Lego, my ego. <laughs> I don't know. That means nothing. Um. Yeah, so it's good having people of colour in roles that... Are, the point isn't. Yeah. yeah. I did think that... There was going to be a little bit of, I you can understand the yeah. persecution of the gays because you're black, but there wasn't, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that would have been easy to put in. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks' friend group at the party is quite diverse. Quite diverse. As well as being gender diverse and sexuality diverse, they're racially diverse mm-hmm. as well, which is good. Diverse jury. Surprisingly diverse jury. I did not expect the jury to have that many women mm. or, or people, people of colour in it. What I will comment on, which is good, I don't know, I wrote this as good everyday diversity. Yep. As in, you know, like hospital waiting room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the bar. Yep. Just like... Extras. Yeah. Like Extra win. In a real... Life thing, you would see diverse group of people yep. in yep. the waiting room. Correct. This is even if they are looking at him like, "Ooh, you got the AIDS." Ooh. Yeah. So yes, I think they did do that very well. In looking up our Google reviews, there was a little bit of you know, um, what's his name, the director, Jonathan Demi. Jonathan Demi. Oh, he's so woke, which he wasn't in 1993 because woke word. wasn't a thing, but. Um, part apparently part of the reason he did this was, um, because he did Signs of the Lambs. Oh, and there was the trans issue. He came a bit, uh, came off a bit homophobic. Mm. So he did this as a response almost. But I don't Good think response. that's why you make this movie. It's no. not like some sort of proving a point. No, and then to do it, um, fairly well, quite well, <laughs> except for the slow zoom. He does love a slow zoom in on a f- looking to directly into the camera. He I loves can see a, Jodie Foster doing that. He loves a straight into camera and he yeah. loves a slow zoom. Some too slow for yeah. mine. Yeah. Uh, and occasionally there are a couple of, of focus? moments where the movie was like, have you taken this from the music? I'm like, have you taken this from Silence of the Lambs? Mm. Do you realize you're making a drama, not a thriller now? Yeah. It was a bit was strange. A, yeah. There were a couple of odd music choices, but generally a, a well-made movie. And the representation of the, the extras um, and the diversity of the cast is very good. The representation as well of the reactions to the AIDS patient, I think from what I know, and obviously I wasn't 
around like that in 1993. Um, they seem authentic based on what I know. Yeah, I think... I feel... I don't know how the timeline works very well of the understanding fully of how AIDS is contracted. Yep. But I almost feel by then people would know it was through bodily fluids. So I would feel... people be scared in general of just shaking Tom Hanks's hand? I feel like... Yes. Because there's still that big level of ignorance because... Well, there's still now yeah, people that don't understand... Like, and HIV's come a long way. There's like people now that are positive but untransmittable. untransmittable. Yeah. But people don't understand that that's a thing. Yes. So I do think that someone like Denzel Washington's character, even though he's a lawyer, he's not the smartest. Yeah. And so and I think he I'm... would move to the other side of the room. Yeah. Because he also hates gays. Yeah. Denzel's character. Yeah. Um, and so there would be people in the hospital waiting room that are like, oh, I, always, I don't want to go on the payphone now that he has. And I think um, it's the ignorance thing. But it's also because they don't need to know because it doesn't affect it. Because it was... Um, I don't want to say marketed as a gay disease. It was propaganded. Propaganded. Yeah, which is not also not a word, but it's I better than marketed. Say it's not a word. Marketed. Yeah. Displayed. Sold. Not. Yeah. That's yeah. where it propaganded. Should... Yes. Anyway, it was propaganded as a gay epidemic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think those reactions, from what I know of the. 80s into early 90s were fairly yes authentic. Denzel washes ev- watches everything he touches. The woman in the um one thing I noticed is that when he gets on the witness stand he swears on the bible the bailiff goes and changes the bible. Yes. Which is subtle and done well and then you see later when the but then it's because it's not made it's not like zoomed in on no, it's just like. But you see him leave and come back. Yeah. But then when the boss lawyer is on the stand, yeah, you see him swear on the Bible and then goes puts it on the table again. Yeah. Same Bible, no issues. Th- little things like that are good subtlety. Um, he's done well. So, in terms of representation, I'm almost I'm for for. I four, think it's a four. Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a four. Because even though the language is is not good, yeah. it's accurate. Yeah. Which, if you base it on a lot of old, old things that are cancelled, Philadelphia should be cancelled. For the language? Yeah. This movie uses that word. A lot. It shouldn't it should be cancelled. I don't know if there's a button on the stenographer for that word. F word. Yeah. But yeah. she was just ticking along when Denzel was going off his head. That was a good little outburst, Mary Denzel. Virgin was doing her best. It was so hard to see her be an absolute asshole. She was good. She was good. You could tell she did not want to do that. Because did you know that to delay her starting in the filming? 
because a few days before she started filming, she fell she... off a horse in Eastwood Ravine. <laughs> no, sorry, it's about that time she lost. She, one of her friends died of AIDS. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> well, then she did extra well. And then there's a lot. There's a thing in the thing where she goes back to the thing and was like, "I hate this case." Improvised. Yeah. Oh, really? Because she was like, I don't want to do this. She's like, this and is And the director hard. was just like, well, just say it then. Yeah. And the thing, because I think it was a good depiction of um, good lawyer. Denzel and Mary Steenburgen, I don't even know her character's name, um, are doing their know. job despite their beliefs. Yes. And you see a bit of that at the end. They congratulate each other. And you see that a lot in courtroom dramas. The lawyers always congratulate each other no matter what. Because we'll they know the appeal. They know they're doing their job. And Mary Steenbergen knows her job now is to appeal it. Yeah. Which is shit. You know something, a similar story. Mm. One of my favourite oh, songs oh. is Queen Somebody to Love. Yeah. Right? Hey. And hey. another one of my favourite singers is George Michael. At the concert mm. for Freddie Mercury, yeah. George Michael sings Somebody to Love to end the concert. Oh, gosh. And he nails Tears. it. Tears. Nails it. Five on a cry scale? Yep. Yep. Nails it. I found out recently that his partner at the time, a couple of weeks before the concert, had been diagnosed HIV oh, positive. God. So he's gone out there to sing for Freddie Mercury, who he would have known and been yep. inspired by, yep. to sing a Freddie Died of AIDS concert. Mm. After his partner Gosh. has just been diagnosed. He didn't sing that and he, he wants to live forever song. <laughs> and he nails it. Well done, George. Oh, can't Vale. Wait for Theo James to do that. Oh, God. Nah, it. not going to happen. It'll be James Corden. Moving on. <laughs> uh, representation, we've got a four. Yes. Uh, cry. cry. All okay, so my cry notes are in two places. <laughs> All right, because there's so many of them. Uh, when he's in you the talk court, about yours when first. When he's in the courtroom and he has to show his lesions. Yep. Moistening. Yes. Definite moistening. Yep. Um, and when he's in the hospital and the family are like, "I'll see you tomorrow," and you're like, "Oh, he's about to die." Oh yeah, yeah. I um cried when they won, even though I knew they were going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I cried. I don't think I moistened. I moistened earlier. Mm. I, I, there was a tear when they won. Okay. There was more than one tear when the family are saying goodbye in the hospital, particularly when the brother cries yes. and hugs him. Because it does look like he could be related to Tom Hanks. That's good casting. Yeah, and it does look like Tom Hanks is about to die. Yeah. Uh, and then at the funeral. Or the, the, the service or whatever. And one of the partners is there from the law firm. Was he? The one that was the like, good one. I knew he was sick. Yeah, the good one. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh. They had to put a good one in. Yeah. So, And all the diverse friends are talking to the thing. And then... And talking to the and lawyer. The, and His friend that is on Grey's Anatomy, she's watching the home movie. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. It's not here, is it? No, it's that Chandra Wilson. The one that was doing his makeup. I'm surprised. Very the ma- orange makeup. I'm surprised the makeup didn't come up in court. Because that was a scene. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you're a liar. And they called their friend, didn't you do his makeup? To try and hide the fact that he was sick. Yeah. But anyway, that's maybe it didn't. It was deleted. Left on the cutting room floor. Mm, maybe. 
So cry three. Three. Yep. That's whoops, I typed the wrong number. What did you type? Four. A four. It was close. Well, I had tears in my eyes, I couldn't see. It's going oh, we're going well so far. Yeah, um this is okay. definitely gonna be this is a weird flubber. one to talk about. Horniness. Horniness. <laughs> I Denzel Washington has a product of horniness. Very at the start early of the movie, on, he has a product of horniness, which is a child for the um, new listeners. Yeah. Um, you don't see horniness. No. No, and the only time they talk about sex is have you visited this? Have you visited oh. the porn cinema? Gosh, and his mum's right there. But also, like, I I would have liked Denzel Washington to have asked all of the lawyers if they'd ever been... To a straight one. To uh, strippers. Yeah. To a porn cinema. Have they watched porn? Have yeah. they had a one-night stand? Did you fuck anyone in the Navy? But I... Well, he did ask that. Um, I feel like that wasn't his tactic. Well, I, I don't... To be honest, I might, I'll save a bit overall legally what I thought of it. As, um, as a lawyer, yeah, it was an interesting tact. Uh, there tactics. was a lot of pity tactics, which yes. worked. Um, I didn't expect the only guy that talked in the jury room to be on that side. No, neither did I. Which I think is good because he plays. He's played an asshole in yeah. other movies, so yeah. I think that was it as well. But you could tell. When the other that partner was talking about the navy, and he was like, Ur. he was like, oh well, yeah, he's like, been in the army. Yeah, I remember the my time in the service. Yeah, thank you for your service, sir. Such an American mm. thing. Anyway, horniness. I don't know. I think it's a zero. I believe it is. Yes, even though the thing is based on a sexually transmitted disease. Well, I think it does well to not show sex, to not be. But about I think that's sex. also a. Criticism. I think it's good that we that he has AIDS at the start of the movie. Okay, that's yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah sorry, no, no, that that he doesn't contract it during the movie. I think it's a good creative choice on the part of the writer yes. and director <laughs> that he already has the character. Yeah, already has AIDS at the start. Yeah, I haven't seen this before watching it for the podcast, and so I was like, really, because he looks healthy at the start. At yeah. the very start, he looks healthy. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, is he going to get AIDS as he takes this case? Because even the movie description, it's... I... But then I, I kind of doubted myself from the movie description because it's like two rival lawyers must team up to fight an AIDS discrimination case. And that first scene is Tom Hanks and... Denzel yeah. Washington being rivals. Being, yeah. Then I'm like, is Tom Hanks not the guy with AIDS? Is he, are they about to take on a client with AIDS? Did Tom Hanks win an Oscar for defending a guy with AIDS and the guy that plays the guy with AIDS didn't get an Oscar for this movie? <laughs> but then he already has yeah. the AIDS, which I think is good because it makes the point of the movie about how we as a society treat someone once with that yeah. diagnosis yeah. rather than look how dirty he is for getting the diagnosis 
we don't go into the promiscuous gay yes scene yeah or that kind of prejudice yes we're going to all the other prejudice prejudices i but i think it's also like a criticism that it could be more sexual but i think it's a social drama yeah and so it's a comment on society yeah more than anything but else. it's good that because if they put scenes like that in they would have then that's what the talk would have been about like in brokeback mountain or like yes. sex in a tent yes that's all we talked about brokeback mountain there's two movies that i won't watch again because i know i will bore my absolute eyes out Holding the Man. Have you oh, watched no. that? No. I've never cried at a th- anything so much in my life. You've put it on the list, so I know I'm going to cry. For me, it's Brokeback Mountain. AIDS, yep. Um, he The the bashing at the end. Um, spoiler alert. Um, it's what, 15-year-old movie? Bad luck. Yeah. Um, and The Pursuit of Happiness. The Pursuit of Happiness? I yeah. haven't seen it. Little bloody Jaden Smith gets oh me every God. time. No, that Will Smith just because you know, as well, I'm on the record, dad hates us. So the fact that Will Smith because it's a father his son, son thing. yeah, right. No, dad doesn't hate us. Oh. That's a running joke for new Thank listeners. Uh, and sorry, dad, if this is the one episode you've decided to listen to. Um, all right, we're done with horniness, we got that out of the way. Insults. Okay, this is a thing because usually we joke about insults. No, yeah. It there is... are a lot of insults. I will not use any of them in my everyday language. No, it. all of what Denzel Washington says to his wife in the kitchen about the gays, it's cringe. Aunt Teresa is a lesbian? Yeah. And also, don't go to your newborn baby and say, stay away from your Aunt Teresa. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. And she did well, the, the wife, to pull him up on that. Yeah. That's all cringe and it's very hard to watch, but it's meant to be, but it's also accurate for the time. Mm. I just realised I wrote a quote and I wrote it wrong. Can you okay. Okay. What do you call a woman with PMS and ESP at the same time? <laughs> ESPN at the same time. Yeah, a bitch with all the a stats. Bitch knows- <laughs> <laughs> a bitch who knows everything. Um, they make me sick. Oh, so I wrote, um, I wrote all that stuff about Denzel. What he says in the kitchen. Yeah. Um. Then I says, but he quickly feels shame about those things when he sees Tom Hanks in the library. I don't. But then he doesn't because yeah. he then says after that they make me sick in the bar. But is he just putting on a front? But then he turns it on in the courtroom. Yeah. To be you all shouldn't be prejudiced. Yes. But then he has a go at that guy in the drugstore. Yeah. So I think that's good in showing the conflict of lawyer doing his job, but also the conflict of Denzel Washington as he's getting closer and getting to know Tom Hanks, getting to know an actual gay person I'm not, a little bit better. Part of me was like, I'm not sure if he's fully changing, changing his mind. Obviously, I he think... becomes more of a friend. But I still don't think he fully accepts gay people. At the I end. think he's doing that boomer thing that I know people that are okay with me and Shane, but not okay with the gays. Yeah. And I, so I think Denzel Washington's character is doing that. Yes. 
He's okay with Tom Hanks and he's okay with Anton and Antonio Banderas. He's okay with Antonio Banderas and he's okay with Tom Hanks, but he's not okay with the gays. Yeah. And I think as much as it was probably tempting to make his character okay with the gays, yeah. I think it's more realistic. That yeah. this is just step one for Denzel Washington's character. Yes. But it also means that if at some point in the future a gay client comes to him, he'll be a little bit more open to it. Yeah. But he does take on the case because of the money and the notoriety. Yeah. But also... But lawyers do that and he's, yeah. he's like not colloquially, he's literally an ambulance chaser. Yes. Like, yeah. it's in the elevator. Even, because is that one of your clients? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, yeah. need my card. Here's my card. Like, and then the guy is credited as, as crutches in the credits <laughs> at the end. So. I'm pretty sure. That's obvious. And, but I, but I do think that's a step for Denzel Washington's character. And so I think it, it shows a bit of various levels of acceptance. Yep. In his family are 100% accepting. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Denzel Washington's wife is 100% accepting. Denzel has taken the first step. Yeah. Um, and the one good partner, yeah. well, probably we're about to be sacked after the movie ends, yeah. partner from that law firm is accepting of it. Um, I think it, yeah. And even that guy at the head of the jury seems to be mm. okay with it. But it is hard to hear the F word. It is. So many times in a movie. Especially in a court of law. Yeah. I'd be really interested and we'll probably hear about it. Because I don't know if... Because stenographers have cheat court shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. Right? Pretty sure faggot isn't one of them. No. Also don't think pillow biter is one either. No, probably (laughs) not. I'm like, how is she keeping up with this? Maybe they loaded it on there just for this case. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, this word's going to come up a lot. Mm. Like murder... Gets loaded on for the murder case, yeah, not for the uh, constructive involuntary manslaughter cases. Yes, mm, sorry, Alec. Um, I I don't know how to score this. I do one thing. I do want, and there'll probably be an interview because it's the thirty-year anniversary of this movie. I do want to hear how Denzel Washington feels about that speech now, mm. because Tom Hanks has said. If you made it now, you couldn't have a straight actor playing that role. That's different no, to what you're talking about. You couldn't. About. It is, but um, can I I'll go back on the other track that we were on? <laughs> yeah, obviously, because it was no. like different at the time. Yeah, and I think that came up, I saw on my TikTok the other day, um, a clip from 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pull one out. Yeah, Chadwick. Um, I, I watched oh, Wakanda Forever. Um, we poured one out for Chadwick then. They they actually did, they tributed um, Chadwick Boseman very well in that movie. Good. But anyway, um, there's a scene where Jackie Robinson has his first major league at bat mm-hmm. and the opposition manager is hurling abuse at him. N-word, yeah. N-word, 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 N-word. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk, who plays that oh. character. 
does it well. Yeah. But apparently he struggled yeah. with with doing that because it was so against his values and he took a, like a serious break from acting after it. So I'll be interested to see in, I'm sure, interviews that come up um, if Denzel Washington has something else to plug this year, I'm sure he'll be interviewed about Philadelphia. Um, I'll be interested to hear what he has to say a bit now about how he felt delivering that speech. I don't think anybody will ask him. I'll ask him. Cool. When we I'll tweet him. When he's on my future talk show, I'll ask him. No, I'll tweet him. Cool. At, at Denzel Washington official, if he's yeah. bought the blue tick, I'll look out for if it. bought the blue tick, yeah. Um, and I'll ask him. Cool. At Two Drink Cinema, just reviewed Philadelphia. How do you feel now about the number of F-bombs you dropped? Yeah, awkward. Um, but I, you're right, Tom Hanks couldn't play this character now. No. Just like we said, Theo James shouldn't play George Michael. But it'll happen. Like, if they remade it, it'll be fucking Tom Holland. Jesus. I don't know why I said Tom Holland. He'd be decent at it. I don't think it would be. No. But... Uh, I. It wouldn't get remade. No. Uh, it's it is one of those ones you're like, oh, a straight actor playing a gay role, but Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, and part of it was he making it mainstream, and people were going to watch Tom Hanks. Yeah. Denzel Washington. And we said the same thing about Hilary Swank in Boys Don't Cry. It makes it a little bit more into the mainstream. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is not aging well. I don't mind it. The cocktail. It's got a big word gin. Oh, okay. For our listeners, if you pause to say Tom Hanks is really good for you, then saying this doesn't age well. Brett took a sip of the cocktail. I was talking about the cocktail (laughs) and it's gone a bit warm. Anyway, insults, I don't know how to score it. Yeah, because we don't want to give it. There's a lot. There are a lot of insults, but we don't want to give it points for bad insults. 2.5. 2.5. I'm giving it a three. There's lots of insults, but they're bad. So I'm taking a point off because they're actually offensive. They're not funny insults like like, like we the just sand did lot, in the sandlot. Like we, you, well, you throw like a girl is no, um, but if bad you, insult. If, if you, my dog look like you, yada yada. You bob for apples in the toilet and you like it. Yeah, that's a funny insult. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enclosure is the E of Archie. Uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's a small loft studio apartment with a spiral staircase. Yeah, which is a two. Yeah, spiral staircase. God, you lived you? in a loft apartment. You didn't have a spiral staircase. Yes, I did. Did it spiral? Yeah, a spiral staircase. That's a one reason why I wanted to live there. I went there. there twice, I think. I I was like, I've always wanted to live in it. This is the thing. I always wanted to live in the city. I always wanted to live in somewhere with a spiral staircase. I don't know why. Probably because of Adam's family. And then I was like... Two in one. Don't you want to live in like a grand staircase so you can walk down like Scarlett O'Hara? I've done that. When I come in, I'll knock on the door and you can walk down. And then when you and see it's you me go, and boom, I'm back boom, from you war. Go, slow, slow. That's how you walk yeah. downstairs. Slow, slow. And then you see it's me. And then you try not to slip and miscarry. And I'm back from the war and then you fall over in gasperation. Yeah, no, spiral staircase. Fucking love a spiral. Although... I nearly, once I did nearly fall down it, it was bad. Um, the only spiral, when I think spiral staircase, I think the library in Venice in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Isn't there, 
there's a movie and they have a spiral staircase and it girl turns that's a Nazi. into a, it turns into like a and they think it. Yes, that's is that Adam's in family? Indiana Jones. What Adam's family? Am yes, I, nah, maybe there's an in in or in Casper in an Indiana Jones movie. Very off topic. There's a spiral staircase in the library. Yeah, and Indy runs up it to see the big X on the library floor. Yeah, right, and it's not. Karen Allen, it's the blonde German woman in the Kate last episode. No, Kate Capshaw's in the second one. Oh, okay. This is referring to an episode that is on Buy Me a Coffee. Yeah. We had this discussion. Then in another, no. oh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. They're in a room. Okay. And, in, and Sean Connery leans on something on the wall and a spiral staircase falls down into the ground. Of concrete steps. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of a movie where they have a spiral staircase and then the stairs thing and it becomes a slide. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm thinking might be Adam Sammy when they go down to the like treasure. Or is it hook? I don't think it's hook. Okay. It's metal. Listeners at Two Drink Cinema. I'll Google it. If you like know I was what trying to Google it trivia the other night. See, cheap, movie scene where old man talks to large crowd, it looks ancient. Life of Brian. Nah, it was um, it was Mad Max Fury Road. I was <laughs> like, I think it might be 300. It was Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, dear. Um, Didn't get that point. So Tom Hanks lives in an apartment that is small, but Joe lives in a house, but the, it's not huge. It's not a huge house. Joe it, is Denzel Washington. It did remind me of the house from Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this is, I'm thinking a two. Can we do a two point two five? Can we do a two point two five? Because okay, Joe Denzel Washington it's lives in a, a small house. apartment. No, it's got a spiral staircase. It's got two levels. I still I miss that apartment. Quotability, Dean. If you're listening, damn you. <laughs> this is the essence of discrimination. Formulating opinions about other others, not based on their individual merits, but rather on their membership in a group with assumed characteristics. Ooh, good That's line. prejudice. That is a good line, Joe. We don't live in this courtroom, Your Honour. Um, That's also a good line. It is a good line. I'm not going to use any of these in daily life. No. One. It's some, there's some very good dialogue. The way yeah, that, but it's not quotable dialogue. No, but the way that Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington characters speak in that exchange at the very start of the movie is very different. Yeah, and that's maintained throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. and is very good at separating, at differentiating those two characters. So the dialogue's very good. My thing. Was like, why doesn't he represent himself? Because he's dying. Yeah, that's true. And he is, at one point he says, I'm not sure I'm going to make it to the end of this trial. Yeah. He he gets hospitalised when he's not even asking the questions. That's true. So that's why he doesn't represent himself. Mm. Okay. That was an What are you giving answer. it for a quotability? I'm giving it a one. I'm giving it a one also. Okay. All right. So the D for De Niro... Is drink. Yeah, I didn't notice any. What I noticed... Coke or Pepsi. Is in Tom Hanks' old movies at the funeral, 
They go on a holiday. Wow, that's yeah. And the family pulls out a Coke branded Esky. Oh god. <laughs> so there it you is. Go. It's a Coke a movie. Coke movie. It's Coke either a Coke movie or if they're real home movies from Tom Hanks' life. Tom Hanks grew up with a Coke esque And he drinks Diet Coke with his... With his champagne. With his champagne. It's a Coke movie, two points. How do you discover that, Tom Hanks? Well, when you're in isolation for COVID yeah, okay. in Australia... In the early days of COVID. Yeah, when isolation was a real thing. We were still living a normal life then. No, we weren't. We were in lockdown. Pretty sure I wasn't in lockdown. I, was, I can still imagine myself in the office and people are like, oh, Tom Hanks has got COVID. Oh, yeah, true. You know it's about to come up on all of our Facebook memories, the start of lockdown. Oh, God, I don't want to. It's depressing. A trend on TikTok is with the young people. Yeah, like Boogie said TikTok. Yeah, yeah, to be like, oh, we've got two weeks off school and then a before and after. Okay. It's mainly on gym talk of fit people. Oh, right. So it's like, we got two weeks off school and it's them like a skinny 17-year-old mm. and them now like a ripped 20-year-old. Right. Because two weeks off school is become two years. Cool. Doesn't sound like a great trend. No, well, it's really hard to explain TikTok videos in words. Yeah, harder than explaining a meme. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But it's my new challenge. I've replaced memes with TikTok trends. Okay, great. If you're up with listened, the young kids. Yeah, if you've listened to the last Memes few, are dead, people. Memes at, are dead. At Two Drink Cinema is our TikTok. If you want to tag us in any trends you think we should do. Yeah. My two weeks off school was we were running the pub kitchen at the start of lockdown. And our first lockdown in Melbourne was meant to go for three weeks. Yeah. So we just put everything in the freezer. Yeah. And walked out. We just locked up and walked out. And we're like, we'll be back in three weeks. The the bar manager just left all the beer in the cool room. <laughs> like, we'll be back in three weeks. The yeah. beer will still be good. The kegs in the the kegs in the basement, they'll still be fine. Um, and then uh, in September, the lease finished. We <laughs> um ours was because we knew it was coming up when we could potentially have to everybody work from home. That on the Monday, the Monday the 16th of March, we went into work. Tuesday the 17th of March, everybody had to work from home to test that our systems could cope with it and then we'll come back. They could. So we're ready to go. They couldn't work. They couldn't cope on the 17th. They they? coped. (laughs) But we went to home for that one day to test. Didn't go back. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So people just like, take your laptop, take this with your blah, blah, blah. And it was like... And they've just announced it. Don't bother coming back. Come back if you need to grab stuff. See you whenever. But we also thought it would be like a month. Yeah. But then, it, but then I don't know. Think I think I went back, what, six months later. I specifically remember it was in March, three weeks. I We didn't have heaps of stock because we didn't open Monday, Tuesday. Uh, and then it was like Tuesday, we we're going into lockdown. So Wednesday... Mum and I met the bar people in there. We put everything in the freezer and in the cool room. And they're like, oh, we'll see you in three weeks. The next time I saw them was in September when we moved out of the <laughs> we had pub. To move out. <laughs> I remember because the Monday we thought was normal. So, and I went meant to have netball that night. So I went into the office with all my netball gear. Oh, yeah. Then they were like, we're going to cancel netball this week. So then I was, we still all had dinner like normal. <laughs> 
netball because you could still do that stuff. But yeah. we had to, I had to carry around all my netball gear and all my work stuff and just be like, what the hell am I doing? Anyway. It's absolute madness. Anywho, but that's going to come on. up, everyone, in your Facebook memories yeah. Get ready very for soon. That. You're going to have Facebook memories of what you thought about Dan Andrews. Facebook memories, PTSD. Um, where are we up to? We're up to, we did a two for drink because of Coke Eskies. Because there was a Coke cooler. Cooler. We're now into endurance, smoking in the smoking office. Smoking in the office has not endured. It's not endured, particularly in COVID um, times. The computers that Andrew Beckett uses in the office have not endured. No. Uh, using a camera with film in it and getting your wife who has just had a baby to put the film in your camera. Yes. It's not endured, Denzel. Walking around with a camcorder when you go home for Thanksgiving yeah. or whatever yeah. it went home for, Tom Hanks. Um, uh, that's not endured. But the the movie in general has held up very well in terms of that it's still a very relatable storyline, sadly. Yeah, unfortunately, homophobia has endured. Yeah, like those chants that people was doing outside the yeah. court. I'm like, ah, people still use it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah. Like, and, um, you can we, tell they're straight. They'd be more imaginative if they were gay. Oh, do you know I saw a meme? Yay! I saw a meme uh, and it was like a geneticist. And it was like, if the second person was made from the rib of Adam... Yes. Then there... You did half a science degree. Sure. Then their DNA or their chromosomes or whatever would be... Would be the exact same. Would be male. Yes. So it would be Adam and Steve. Well, there you go. There you go. Take that... But also science and uh, religion don't yeah, really no, add up. really. There's not a lot of science in the Bible. But um, next time... There is. It's just wrong. <laughs> next time someone says, it's Adam and Steve, you can confuse them with science, bitch. Yeah. Says Aaron Paul. I Aaron coached... Paul, isn't that the guy in Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. He's the meme. Science, bitch. Oh, I thought he was a geneticist. No. Oh, no, right. He, he makes meth. Yeah, well... <laughs> in a camper van. He's, okay. He's a chemist. I um was talking to so we I coached my baseball on Friday night. It was it was freezing cold. Yeah, well, stupidly cold. Uh, the Friday before we recorded this, and so a couple of the girls had those little hand warmer heat packs. Oh yeah, and one of them was shaking it in the air, mm. and I'm like, don't do that because the cold air will take all of the heat. Yeah, and she's like, no, it makes it hotter. I'm like. No, friction. that's not how it works. Right. And I was about to go to a, it's science, bitch. But she's a small child. But she's nine years old. Yep. So I just said, that's not how it works. It's science. She goes, I do science at school every day. Oh, what? She made a bloody grade, grade volcano. Three, grade three science yeah. is not how a heat pack works. Anyway, she came to me one inning later and was like, this is really cold now, Lee. I'm like, well, it's science, it's bitch. Science, bitch. <laughs> Um, endurance. Oh. See, again, like insults, some things have endured, but the things that have endured are bad. But it's still endured in terms of the you could the make movie. this movie again yeah, yeah. exactly the same. Well, no. You could show it to a whole new audience of people and it would still hold up. It's still confronting. It's still, there's these issues in society of the stigma of people that are different. But there's also still a stigma about AIDS and HIV. So it's yeah, still relevant. Like we were saying before, yeah. yeah so I'm so, giving it a... You know what? Stuff I'm giving, like, it, a I'm giving four. it a five. All right. Well, then I'll give it a 4.5. Actually, no, I'm going to give it a four. 
Okay, well, then I'll give it a four. (laughs) Fuck. I'm taking half a point off because... Smoking in the office. Straight actors playing gay roles has... Well, it shouldn't endure. But anyway. But it has endured. It has endured because still, they'll still gate straights getting Oscar nominated for playing gays because it's brave. What was that movie we reviewed and the Google reviews were like, the last movie, if someone can show me someone kissing this person from the same gender, then they'll give them an award. Wasn't Whitney? Didn't we read some Google reviews? Was it Call Me By Your Name? Call Me By Your Name. It was like, they are both... Kissing someone of the same gender, and then I will give you five stars. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're giving it a four for endurance. I'm giving it slightly less than whatever you get. Okay, four, okay. four, or four and a half. <laughs> All right, nostalgia. We, neither of us have written anything. Look, because I don't have nostalgia for a movie about AIDS that came out when I was five years old. Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> Zero. Tom Hanks' nostalgia isn't this movie. Tom Hanks' no. nostalgia is a league of their own. A league of their own, correct. Tom Hanks' nostalgia for me, Toy Story, is didn't even say Toy Story. Catch me if you can. But even when Toy Story <laughs> came out, I was like, you didn't know it was Tom. I Hanks. didn't know it was Tom Hanks. I knew it was Tom Hanks and the guy from Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Which, looking back, is sad. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, he's Buzz. That's great. I don't like Woody. Now it's like who? Now like anyway. Woody is. Tom Hanks. Oh, nostalgia, I have to give it a zero. Yeah, I have to give it a zero too. Sorry, Tom. Jeez. Yeah, I don't have nostalgia for the bigotry of the early 90s somehow. <sighs> nah. Um, Impact. I think this movie made Tom Hanks into the Tom Hanks we know. Yes. Because before that, he went full was serious. Big and. More those kind the of money movies. Pit. The Money Pit. Have seen The Burbs? I've seen The Burbs. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, I have it on a double DVD. But this is like, oh, fuck, Tom Hanks is the actor of our generation. He's a dramatic. And then he does this one, and Forrest then he, Gump. Uh, and then he does Elvis. And then he does Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and then Elvis and then 30 years Elvis. later and gets a Razzie nom- two Razzie nominations. Because Pinocchio... Um, I think it is notable for being one of, I'm quoting here, it is notable for being one of the first mainstream Hollywood films to explicitly address HIV, AIDS and homophobia. In addition to being one of the first mainstream Hollywood films to portray gay people in a positive light. Oh, other than the funny gay best friend. Other than, you know, the creep that gets murdered. God, Brett, why'd you say that? You know what I mean. That's accurate though. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of that, it has a big impact yes. of being mainstream. Um, like I said before, Tom Hanks lost the speech um, inspired in, yes. in and out. So if that's good or bad impact, take it as you will. I also think there's the impact of Denzel Washington. Because I'm not sure before this, Denzel Washington was big. He was. Was he? He'd already won an Oscar. For what? Glory, it was called, and it's a, like a civil war thing. Okay, and he'd already glory, played glory, Malcolm hallelujah. X. Before this, before this, I'm pretty sure, like early nineties. Oh, okay. Or maybe the same time. Well, lucky I didn't write that in my notes, so it's not on the record. Um, I think it, well, it didn't really introduce us to anything, but I think it kind of, like you said, almost reintroduced us to Tom Hanks. It did. It's where, it's when Tom Hanks went from 
funny little cute, quirky yeah. 80s comedy guy. Like in the same year he does this, he does Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, But then he goes on to... To do all the serious uh, stuff. To do all the serious stuff. But still funny movies. And Catch Me If You Can. That's a very good movie. I should watch that again. We should do that. Um, there is a Family Guy reference to Philadelphia, surprisingly. Oh, good. good. There's actually two. One is when Homer's in the thing. They're at Homer. Wow. Uh, um, not that Peter? They co- not that they copied anything. Peter's at the movies with Lois and they're watching Philadelphia. And they're like... He's like, oh, that's the guy from Big, Tom Hanks. Everything he says is hilarious. And then it cuts to the screen. It goes, I have AIDS. And then Peter just cracks up laughing. It's not a great reference. The other fam- the other reference is somehow Stewie and Brian become radio DJs. Okay, it's not hard. We, and we, we've got a podcast. They have these. It's one of those stupid, like, in, in Family Guy, it's Weenie in the Butt. Winnie and a butt, ninety-seven point five, and you know, Winnie, and they make, oh yeah, and he's doing the clicking like sound. Oh, effects. it's like those it's two, like, the two guys in Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, oh flush, toilet flush, and then Stewie presses a button, and it's Denzel Washington going, because they fired Andrew Beckett because he has age, they broke the law. <laughs> and then. Brian was like, what the hell was that? He's like, I don't know. I pressed a button and that was from Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Oh, so imp- that's a very big impact. Um, yeah, right. Uh, impact, I want to give it a four. four? I'm going to give it a three and a half because it it is one of the first and one of the very big and very mainstream addresses of HIV AIDS and gay prejudice. Because this is like we'll give it three and a half. Twelve well. years. It's twelve years before we get Stonewall, so like we had to wait twelve Jesus years for that one. Director of worst gay film of all time, Tyson. Not this summer. Yes, I. Yeah. Even if I get to like Roger Ebert level of movie reviewer, yeah. If I'm a member of the Academy, do you think I have the power to strike Stonewall from the record? No, you don't. If you I'm a member can of the, strike anything from the record. <laughs> if I'm a member of the Academy, do you think I can remove Stonewall from the Library of Congress bullshit, put every movie Lee. in for significance? Stonewall, I've recorded. This is being recorded in audio and visual. I'm on the record. Stonewall, the movie, will never be submitted into the Library of Congress or being of significantly historical or whatever the fuck they say. Do you know the historical significance? Worst gay film of all time. Worst gay film of all time. <laughs> it's the there's the good and bad Library of Congress. Yeah. So like every time they put in a good Gilles movie, is in there. They put in <laughs> they put in a good gay movie. They put in Philadelphia. They put in Stonewall. Is that yeah. what you're saying? They put in yeah. They put in Philadelphia. They put in Stonewall. They put in Plan Nine from Outer Space. They put in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. They put in Shakespeare in Love. They put in something good. I don't know. Queen Elizabeth. Ooh, Queen Elizabeth. It was Elizabeth bad. that year. It was that year. We yeah. don't talk about that. Don't mention the war. Because of Kate should have won instead of Gwyneth. Anyway, moving on. Imagine. Oh, after this. This is after our Oscars review and preview. Maybe she would have won a third Oscar by now. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Like you've said, and you will have said in our Oscars episodes that people are saying Tar is her best performance ever. Yeah. 
Which is she's already cool. won two Oscars and she yeah. would have won a third. Yeah. I saw a meme before. Oh, great. And it was um, Steve Martin at the Oscars saying mm. Meryl Streep holds the record for the most nominations ever or, as I like to think of it, the most losses ever. Yeah. <laughs> there is a, you know that quiz website called Sporkle? Oh, yeah, this love is it. not a plug. But there's a lot of Oscars. But if Sporkle wants to sponsor it, us, we'll take do. the money. I will. Um, you, I could be one of the. We could be one of those ads that annoyingly pops up on your website. Well, then they're not going to sponsor us now. Let me tell um, you about Sporkle. Um, they have a lot of Oscar quizzes. Yes, and one of them is I beat Meryl Streep, <laughs> and it's got like the year, and then like it's whatever the movie was like. Meryl played a lesbian dying of radiation poisoning, but hey, wasn't I so great? With Devil Wears Prada or oh, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Was like, but wow, wasn't I so great in that movie about Shakespeare? It was like really taking the piss. Anywho, um, speaking of Shakespeare, Mum and I recently went to Shakespeare in the Park to see Much Ado About Nothing. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I studied this. I'm sure I studied this in Year Ten. I studied Much Ado About Nothing, mm-hmm. and the, the movie Keanu version. Reeves movie. Yeah, yeah, the movie version with Kenneth Branagh. Oh, okay, right. Kenneth Branagh made heaps of yeah, right, but he did really well. I think Kenneth Branagh at Casting so people could watch it. Yeah, like right? Billy Crystal. So, Much Ado About Nothing is Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. Good. And I've got to watch it again because they're hilarious. Are they yes. It's a comedy and those two are just banter nonstop at each other, Beatrix yeah. and Benedict. Mm. And so, Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson, I remember, are great. But then it's like, it's Denzel Washington and it's Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? And I'm like, wow, Keanu Reeves has done Shakespeare. Is there anything he can't do? He's done John Wick. He's done that. He's done The Matrix, Matrix. Bill and Ted. <laughs> and Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And The Lake House. The Lake House and Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> there you go, Jesus. <laughs> With Winona Ryder that we talked about recently ah, in Winona. Buy Me A Coffee episode on Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> Don't make me say it. <laughs> Family um, Guy reference. What are we up to? We are into rewatchability, of which we haven't watched, written nothing in our notes. <sighs> if I want to cry, it's a hard movie to watch. I feel like if I watched it again without notes, I'd cry more. Yeah, because you'd be paying more attention. I feel that it's a hard watch that I wouldn't be like, oh, I feel like watching a movie, ah, Philadelphia. Can I move There's that? There's about 18 Tom Hanks movies I'd watched before this for a good time. Can I move that bit I said before about Brokeback Mountain and Pursuit of Happiness here because me having that tangent relates better to rewatchability yeah, okay. than something else. Edit. I'm not going to do it, but no. remember, remember, listeners, that I said that about previously on two minutes drinks ago. Um, it's it's hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Like like Pursuit of Happiness and like Brokeback Mountain and like Holding the Man. It's hard to watch. It's quality enough that I want to rewatch it. Yes. But it's heartbreaking enough that I don't. Yeah. Because it's not, as much as it's a very well-made movie, it's not particularly enjoyable. No. Because there is those, you know, BuzzFeed quizzes or what, you know, it's like... Which Tom Hanks character are you? No, (laughs) not BuzzFeed quizzes then. You know, the articles are just like, we ask people what movies are great that they'd recommend to watch only once. You know, mm, like mm. one of those movies. Maybe we should come up with that list as well yeah. as worst Watch line in a once. good movie. Yeah. Watch only once. 
I've, no, although I've, I have I have watched Brokeback Mountain twice. I've watched it a couple of times. We went. To, You're going to watch it a third eventually. Yeah, I know. We went to the Sun Theater. Not a plug, but if they want to sponsor us, we'll Please take their do. money. God, um, free movies. We went to the Sun Theater to see it, but Shane and I got tickets late. It was like first week it came out. Yeah. And the two tickets were like the front row. Mm, like so where we, we were like... Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah, we were like that scene in Seinfeld where Elaine moves to the front row to avoid someone. So she yep. sits and she's like that. And we're like, we can't watch this. So we went out and we went to the box office and said, can we have for the next session? So we went and had dinner and then came back. And we were in the queue to go in. And then Shane's friend from high school yep. came out and she had been bawling her eyes out. <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, oh, no. I just said to my husband, I said, oh, I hope I don't see anyone that I know because I look like shit. Because <laughs> she had been bawling her eyes out and she hadn't seen either of us in like 10 years. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh. How are things? How are she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so we went and watched it. I cried. And then mm. I went to see it with mum. Oh, why did you do that? At the Astor. Why did you do that? I cried again. But Pursuit of Happiness, we went to see it. Because mu- did mum go, oh. Like she did to me yeah. when I saw a movie with her and I cried. <laughs> she went, um, we went to High Point to see Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. And I literally cried the whole way home. <laughs> like I live 20 minutes from High Point. Oh gosh. And I cried. So, and then did no, you get home and you're like, oh, I'm fine now. No, I cried myself to sleep. I started crying when they... When Will Smith locks the toilet door and the people are bashing the toilet door Did you down, cry and when he's, he's cuddling Jaden. Oh wait, no, that was no, different. No. Yeah. When he's cuddling Jaden in the train station toilets and they're trying to sleep because they're homeless. That's yep. when I started crying. Okay, and I cried myself to sleep. That's why cries on the Archie Q De Niro scale because he <laughs> because cries. I am a. I won't generally like ugly cry during a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I will just be like, oh, welling of the eyes, a little bit of tear. I The first movie I watched in a cinema that I cried at was The Imitation Game. Because at the end it was like... Oh, that's on our list. They too. like drugged all these chemically crossed out. And I was just like... Oh, oh. And then mum was there. She was like, oh, are you okay? And we were like, let's just sit and watch the credits for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ugliest cry I've ever done in watching a movie or a TV show... Is they're holding the man, and if anybody ever just wants to watch five hours of TV and cry, watch It's a Sin. Done. Oh yeah, there I've been avoiding that. There is one episode in that that it's like at the end, just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, oh, oh you know what the memes? Oh. Have, you know what the memes told me? The Last of Us episode three. Apparently so. Yeah. So I have to watch that now because memes told me memes so. Memes told me too. Anyway, the rewatchability of Philadelphia, I will give a... You know, I didn't even cry at my own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Did I cry at your wedding? I cried at the middle... No. I cried you, at no, the middle brother's wedding. At one point, you were like, you, you were like, I'm going to look at Brett to see if he's crying. I'm like, don't fucking look at me. <laughs> I cried at the middle brother's wedding. I did, I think. Yeah, there's video, there's photographic evidence. But I didn't cry at my own. Because really, like, not to, like... I don't cry at weddings. Not diminish the value of my wedding, right? Funerals cry. Because you're a happy crier, I'm a sad crier. I'm a sympathetic crier. Okay. You know I'm there's an empathetic cry. I don't know if you that know makes any sense. You know there's sympathetic vomiters, like when someone vomits, you vomit. Right. 
I'm a sympathetic crier. I got all the way through Grandpa's service. Yeah. And then when we were singing that last thing and Dean lost it, I was no, gone. because Dean lost it because I lost it. Yeah, well, maybe we're a family of sympathetic criers. So let's not watch Holding the Man together no, we've got because no. we'll be no. 25 minutes of we'll tears. we'll have to watch it. Pause. <laughs> I can't see the screen. Rehydrate. because um, no, I was like the whole time, Grandpa and then he passed away. I was like, yeah. I am not sad. I'm like, I was sad, but I hadn't cried. And then our auntie is like, it's okay if you cry. I'm like, I know. Yeah. But I don't feel like crying right now. Yeah. Then we sat down at the service and then like photos started playing. I was like, oh, fuck, this is real. And then I cried. And then I did, you know, speechy speech. And then when dad speaks, I'm like, oh, cry. And then we got up at the end and it was we were singing and it got to like the last two bars of the yep. song. It was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> and then gone. Our auntie's funeral, I didn't cry until our uncle spoke. Yeah. And when he cried, I was like, and "Well, he, we were talking. If Chris, we've uncles, gone all, very if off topic. Uncle's crying, then I'm done yeah, for. He never cries. And then we were talking this, and we were talking about family funerals. Yeah, and he was like, why not? That's a that's common a, Christmas common, lunch conversation. And he was like, I don't think I was at um, Frosty's funeral. I'm like, Yeah, Craig, you were. You, I was there. You delivered you did a the eulogy, and you cried. He's like, Where was it? I'm like, Tara or Sunbury or Taragut. Sunbury. I can't remember Sunbury. Yeah, and it was, I was like, He's like. What? I'm like, yeah. And then such and such showed up. Because blah, blah, blah. our family friend was the celebrant. Yes. Yeah, which was random. Yeah. Not even anyway, through us. That's got nothing to do with the rewatchability Jesus. of Philadelphia, but I'm going to give the rewatchability the of Philadelphia. Time check. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. I'm also going to give it a two. Thanks for joining us on this little tangential journey. Can you tell this is um, not the first episode we've recorded tonight? Look, overall, Jesus Christ. Um, so hang on Before Like overall The last half an hour's rushed It is Because it's like Trial 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 Five words in the jury room Yep And I'm like Verdict The, the judge didn't even send them to deliberate I And then verdict think If I was a law student Studying this film Yes I don't think That the prosecution did enough to prove that he was fired because he had AIDS. Legally speaking, uh, yeah, they didn't give enough as evidence to support their argument. It was total pity case on Denzel. It was. Slide. Oh, I can see lesions on his body. That's it. It was pity. It was the, all pity. The one was like, I knew he had. I wish I spoke it to him about it earlier, and I wish I'm going to regret that. Then that was it. Yeah, they. I don't. Like, yeah, emotional, yeah, toward five million dollars, a lot of money. Antonio Banderas is going to ha- be able to buy green cards for all of his family because even though Antonio Banderas is Spanish, you assume he's a Mexican yeah. kind of immigrant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many. Just like the opening is good with Bruce Springsteen and his song in the streets of Philadelphia. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was very good at showing the streets of breadth Philadelphia. of class and socioeconomicness of Philadelphia. Like the first bit of the opening is like Philadelphia is lovely and then it's like oh homeless man. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's very good like we said it, I found it tough to watch Mary Steinberg and be a bitch. Mm. Um, and now that you've told me that she had a friend die not long before the filming, I just want to 
tweet her and tell her she's done a great job. Yeah, well done, Mary Steenburgen. No, Mary Steenburgen's yeah, Mary Steenburgen's one of those actresses that I feel like I could know. I feel like, like just a normal person. I could tweet her and be like, Mary. You did a great job in Philadelphia. And she'd go back. And send that her a was little, tough, but thank you. And then send her a little hug emoji. Yeah. That doesn't exist, the hug emoji. No, it's a little like gift. The, don't you? Isn't it like the person hugging themselves? Or is there a person like with That's their the arms That's the Wakanda out? forever. Mm, I don't know. No, I want to send her that little gif of the little ghost and it says sending virtual hug. I'm not the little hands up with the lines on which it. Wasn't a number th- which wasn't around in 1993. No, gifs weren't. Because I do like her as Clara Clayton. In 1993, you had to draw on a notepad and... (laughs) 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 For any kids kids listening on the socials, I'm going to find a little... Thank you. That's much better than... What a gif was in 1993. That was was a millennial gif. Yeah, that was true. A millennial gift. That sounds like a good uh, name I, for um, a band. I listened You're to welcome. A, I listened to a podcast recently and the guy was like, I've got off a smartphone, I'm on an old flip phone. Oh, gosh. And he was talking about texting by pressing, you know, two, three times, then pressing yeah. five twice, which kids won't get. And then he gave a dumb phone to his two co-hosts. Mm. And they're like, oh, this is nostalgic. He's like, I'm going to put a slipknot sticker on the back of mine. Like, you know, and then one of them was like, I'm going to draw that thing. You know, that thing, it's like three lines yes. and then it's three lines yeah. and then you join it, the S. Oh, nostalgia. Oh, great. Overall, for Philadelphia, it's, I think it, the courtroom, there were issues, but I think it's set up well that. In terms of a social drama and the movie making a social comment, Denzel Washington's side of things is not just fighting Tom Hanks's case. The whole yeah. thing is a this is how prejudiced society is, and this is how prejudice comes up, and this is how prejudice affects people. Mm. Whereas the um, other side was tapping, trying to tap into people's innate prejudice yep. in order to win their case. That's what Steenburgen was doing. Yeah. Um, I will say, on a more lighthearted note, it was hard to take the judge seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson, pack my overnight bag. And Johnson, feed my fish. You'll see powers. He didn't have much of the much in the movie, though. And he flip-flopped Answer a bit. Answer the question. Oh, I thought at the start, is like, oh, he is homophobic. He flip-flopped a bit, didn't he? But then he was like, at one oh, point I he was like, all like... Yeah, at one point he was like on kind of on the prejudice side. But then he was like, no, Denzel, you finish. But then he was like, Denzel, yeah. stop saying the F word. But then maybe it was the whole thing where he was like, in this courtroom, there's no race, blah, 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 sexual orientation. He's like, yeah, we're not true. in this courtroom. He's like, oh, right, I should probably do my job and be unbiased and judge. Yeah. I will say... Jason Robards is good at playing an asshole. Which one's he? The like the main the the top the top lawyer, lawyer at the firm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also he was say, good. Yes. It has a lot of actors in it that have yeah. won Oscars. Really? I was thinking this right. Joanne Woodward plays the mum. Yes. His mum. She's good. Tom Hanks has got a couple. Yes. Denzel Washington's got a couple. Tom Hanks's mums, cinematic mums, have good awards. 
Sally Field, Joanne Woodward. I saw recently, so 80 for Brady, which is a movie we're going to review shortly. A little panel interview of Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno. Yeah. One of them's an EGOT. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, and one of them's one short. um, Jane Fonda's one doesn't have a Grammy. Doesn't have a Grammy, and Lily Tomlin doesn't have an Oscar. Yeah, right. Because Lily Tomlin was like, oh, I have EGT. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, all right, I'm 86. We've got like, yeah. come on, girls. We've yeah. got to do it now because I'm running out of time. Um, yeah, she'll, Tom, get a, she'll, she'll get a sympathy. Not a, oh, God. She'll get a lifetime achievement. Lifetime achievement. But does that count? If you, Does that make you an it EGOT? It doesn't make you an EGOT. She'll be competitive. Yeah. So um, Tom Hanks's screen mums. Are well awarded. Joanne Woodward and Sally Field. He's had more than that. I can't think of any off the top of my head. We'll look him up. Um, Who is his mum in Big? Brenda Fricker. Um, I forgot what I was saying. So, yeah, Jason Robards has got two. Yes. Uh, Mary Steenburgen's got one. Can't remember what for. She's got one. Um, Obviously for Back to the Future 3. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Jason Robards has one. You said him. Two. Jonathan Demi has one. Yep. Yes. The guy, Howard Shaw, wrote the thing. Denzel. Music. He, yep. Denzel. Bruce Springsteen. There you go. Has an Oscar. Yeah, for this. I'm going to rant in our Oscars preview episode about best original song. I'm not going to do it now because this episode's already long. Yeah. But I've got a couple of things to say about best mm. original song now. Um, overall. Is it, is, it the, is it the Gaga what's not that good? Overall, it's great No, it's... it's Surely a credits song can't count. Well, I didn't think it did back in the day. It's got to be part of the story. Well, like take my breath away. That's what I thought. Like, but they like to change their rules every now and then. Because, like, because what one point Wakanda Forever is all orchestral score, and they put a song over the credits. It's nominated for best original song. At one point, Beyonce couldn't get a nomination. She didn't get included in the nomination for Best and Original Song for Dreamgirls because it was like, oh, you have to show that you significantly contributed to the blah and three people were already on the song as songwriter or lyrics or whatever. Oh, yeah. But then it's like one song one year. I think it was the one from... We said we weren't going to rant about it. There was one song, <laughs> was it with The Weeknd? That was from a... Was that from the first Black Panther? Yeah. And it was like eight people. Yeah. Like, come on, man. We gotta get in on the Academy so we can sort this fucking oh, shit out. Anywho. I will give this movie oh, this is hard. Um a four and a half. Three seven five for me. Ooh. I thought it was very well made. It's very well acted. It's very well written. The story is very good and it's very emotive. But the slow zooms took away from it for me. And some of the Scoring. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm So there are a couple of points I was like, we don't need to slow zoom in on him again. Calm down. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, and then we're going to rip through some Google reviews because this has been a long episode. Thank you for sticking with us. We've had a lot to say. Uh, we'll be back very shortly. Two drinks in a All right, we're back with some Google reviews. Good to go. What's the score for Philadelphia on 
the Archie Q De Niro score. On the Archie Q De Niro score, I will say that Nostalgia has let this one down and it got a score of 51. That's not bad. Anything over a 50 is a very good movie on the Archie. So it's bang in between Juno and Muriel's Wedding. (laughs) So it's in the top 10. Okay. There you go. There's cert. I think that's a that's a set of three movies that the queers would be happy with. Juno, Juno, Muriel's Wedding, Muriel's Wedding, and Philadelphia. All right, because it's Abba. Abba. Because you've got a queer person in Elliot Page, you've got a queer story in Philadelphia, and you've got Abba. And they're gay. Yep, it's a win. All right, let's do some Google reviews. Do you want? Um, so those four are yours. This is yours too? Yep. Okay, go. Five stars. A trial case has never been more about do or die before. A closeted lawyer learns that he has conducted AIDS and he, his firm unjustly fires him. He turns to a heterosexual lawyer for his defense who has a mild prejudice against lesbians. Soon, the two become closer as they try to sue the firm before his sickness catches up to him and no justice is served. While the AIDS crisis has passed, (laughs) tensions between the two gender communities are still prevalent. This film is a major stepping stone in a different direction that still resonates years later. A mild prejudice (laughs) against lesbians. (laughs) He's conducted AIDS. He's conducted AIDS. <laughs> like Symphony. Uh, Kate Blanchett in Tar. Oh, gosh. Lesbians. Lesbians. All right. I've got a one star. Okay. Okay. Amaria. Amaria. I watched it now, May 2020, and it made me feel very sad. Great acting, Denzel W. and Tom as well. <laughs> that was a one star. That's a one star review. it made him feel sad. Them no, feel sad. actually, that's a three star. Oh. On Google reviews, hard? no ones, nice. no twos. Oh, wow. So what I've done is I've taken two three stars from Google and then I've taken one one star from IMDb. Right. Okay. Cool. Give us a five star. This film extremely dated, sad, a strange era, expressing views and realities of an earlier period about AIDS, all unthought of today. Fucking hell. <laughs> Film shows an emotional, almost hysterical view of homosexuality and gays. Irrelevant 30 years later. A period piece. Fine acting. (laughs) Another world. Attitudes have thankfully changed for the better. Actually, this film is hard to believe. Tom Hanks, a fine actor. Okay, Barbara, you fucking head in the sand. the fuck up, Barbara. You are a fucking head in the sand. All right, this is another three star from Google. Yeah. From Aiden. Yep, I'm watching it in law class right now, and it's a little boring, but it's a good movie. Understandably so. The characters in the movie are played by actors, which wouldn't happen in real life. This is someone trying to be funny, all right? But I left it in because I think it actually is. The characters in the movie are played by actors, which wouldn't happen in real life. This makes the movie for me less believable, because in real life, characters are played by normal people instead of actors. For example... I am played by a normal person. Jesus. The actors did a good job at pretending to be people, but I could tell their hearts weren't in their performance. 
Also, in real life, there's no camera recording us, except in Soviet Union and Britain. Oh, my God. But the movie takes place in the US of America. I haven't finished the movie yet, but the main character has HIV AIDS. Anyway, overall, I would give it a three stars so far. Oh. I had to edit a little very offensive bit out of that one. When did you watch this Soviet Union? Also, in real life, there's no camera recording us except in Soviet Union and Britain. And Britain. <laughs> but the movie takes place in the US of America. Yep. Oh. So I had to edit that little bit out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Yes. Five star, Okay. Go. Hard to believe 29 years have passed since the release of the movie Philadelphia. Excellent cast of actors and actresses combined with a poignant story that unfortunately contains an accurate reflection of prejudice and homophobia that still exists three decades later. Makes the film worthwhile to watch on multiple occasions. I don't know why multiple occasions. Multiple Sounds like, occasions. Oh, I'll watch it at Christmas. I'll yeah. watch it at Easter. Here's a one star from the IMDb. Headline, garbage, the bad kind of garbage. Oh, not the good kind of garbage. Oh, and then IMDb says warning spoilers. You've made it an hour and a half into our episode. There's spoilers. (laughs) There are good kinds of garbage, e.g. Gili, that are so, so bad that they actually become watchable. But Philadelphia is the kind of garbage that is so, so bad in a bad way. The movie just takes itself so seriously, it's simply Mm. laughable. The director likely believes that the film is a human humanitarian message. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington gave great performances, especially Denzel. Now to the movie. The movie is so overly indulged in emotion and musical cues that it becomes so embarrassingly sappy and unwatchable. The... I take solace in knowing that there are other innocent people who were abused by such cringe-inducing scenes like the opera scene, which counts as one of the most hideous abuses of director's privilege ever. The movie is literally stuffed with rubbish like that. Uh, The music, the bosses turning their heads away, the look on Hank's face, wow. That's the lesion scene I edited. The director is begging for us to cry. Oh, I did feel like crying, but for a completely different reason. (laughs) The only reason I felt content giving this movie one star, as opposed to the much sought after zero stars, which exists in review titles only, is because of Denzel's performance. Avoid this piece of feces at all costs. Oh, God, feces. (laughs) Really? That's harsh. That's um, harsh. I I edited that down from a lot of other shit. I will say this. This is a five-star review. Okay. Right? Henry? Pretty simple. I just don't like the way Mary smiles too much. <laughs> Great movie. I think that's a major point of Mary Steenburgen's character mm, is but the smiling. She smiles too much. Too much. Too All right. Too well, there much. you go. That's Philadelphia for everybody out there. Done and dusted. If you want to let us know what you think, then the uh, link to give your score is in the episode description. We have a movie for next week for our Australian film. I like this film. I'm going to give you a vague description as the trivia. Sure. Okay. I like this film. It's set in the outback. Mm -hmm. It was released in 2010. No. Okay. And it, it has a lot of... Aboriginal actors in it. 
Okay. Is that vague enough for you? That's pretty vague. I, I remember that I like the film. Yep. And it's got a lot of Aboriginal actors in it. Okay. It's got songs in it. It's got Uni Dingo. So it's musical. And oh, his oh, fridge. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. So if you reckon you know what that is based yeah. on those well done. keywords that will be on hashtag Trivia Tuesday on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, uh, then let us know. See if you can guess what the movie is. I'll put the date and I'll put those vague keywords. Australian Outback Singing. 2010 Australian Aboriginals Singing. Okay. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Two Brothers Entertainment on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we pay our respects and acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening, happy watching and please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further and access some exclusive content, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a member, you can gain access to exclusive bonus episodes, access episodes early, buy merch, and contribute to the making of the podcast. The support of our listeners can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheese. <laughs>